Hey, voice teacher, do you have a website or a brand? Okay, if your business has its own look and feel, and maybe even its own name, it's really important that it looks good. I know that sounds weird (laughs) and blunt, but it's the truth. Humans are visual creatures. And if you believe in what you teach and you want to attract your ideal students and you want to be relevant online, your visual appeal is more important than ever. So in this episode, we're diving into all the pretty things, picking fonts and colors, your brand style, and oh, so much more. So grab a notebook or save this episode for later because your brand is about to get a little makeover. This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want? I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, 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 voice teacher. Welcome back to another episode of the Voicepreneur Podcast. I am so appreciative to be spending this time with you. Thank you, as always, for being here. I love talking about brands and pretty things, so this is going to be a very fun topic, and (laughs) it's actually kind of funny that we're talking about it like over an audio recording because this is such a visual thing, but we're going to go for it. So, you know, we're just going to kind of add a little bit of flavor and spice and everything nice to your brand, whether you have one or not. Maybe you are completely starting over. Maybe you have one right now that you want to give a little makeover. It don't matter. I'm going to make you look good. So (laughs) this is so much fun. I think a really easy way to be thinking about this in terms of your brand is in three components. The first one is what I like to call the triple threat. And don't worry, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. The second are your photos. And then the third is your marketing language. This is really what we're talking about when we talk about the external part of your brand. And branding, let me just pause here for a second and just say, branding is a big topic. We are covering like a very, very minuscule part of it. And I like to think about branding as kind of having that sort of inner and outer parts to it. So you have the external part, which is what we're talking about today, how it all looks, how it all feels, how it feels for your audience to be interacting with it online, because that's really what it's all about. But then, of course, we have to dig into those feelings, right? We have to get into that intrinsic part, the inner part of branding. And this is where we really talk about your ideal student and who you are as a teacher and what you believe in and your values and all of that good stuff. And if you are totally lost with that, if this is your first time listening, or if you haven't checked out the episodes, go and check them out. There's a few episodes that you can check out that will really help you with all of those types of things. But ultimately today, we're going to get all pretty. We're going to get extrinsically appealing, shall we? Okay. (laughs) So let's start with the first one, which is the triple threat. I kind of came up with this name because I wanted it to resonate with you voice teachers. We all know, well, maybe some of you know, (laughs) especially if you're in the musical theater world, triple threat essentially means that you can sing, dance, and act. And I know that when I was doing theater, that was 
like the ultimate. You wanted to, everyone wanted to be a triple threat, right? We all were like trying to aim to be triple threats, but anywho, I'm going on a tangent. Triple threat for your brand. I like to think about this as your fonts, your colors, and your mood slash style slash texture. I don't know. We can, we'll talk about that. I don't know how, I don't have quite a name for that yet, but that's its own category. So let's go back to fonts. Here's the thing with fonts. Fonts are like super intuitive. I'm not going to be like, this font is the right font and this font is the wrong font. There ain't no such thing, right? Fonts are subjective. Our own vision of what looks good is going to look different for somebody else. But here are a couple of things that I want to leave you with when it comes to fonts. The first thing is that you want to have no more than three. Two is best truly like the simpler the better but three is fine as well uh please don't go nuts with fonts (laughs) we really want to keep it simple in fact we want to keep it so simple that our number one priority is to ensure that people can read what it is that we are saying right that's like number one how it distinguishes us as a brand and how we stand out that's all fine too but most importantly we need to make sure that they can read it so that means what i highly recommend is using the sans serif font for your paragraphs and then you can use what is that the serif font or maybe you have some sort of handwriting or cursive font i like to call those flavor fonts because they're just you know they're fun they like add flavor and they add texture and they add that kind of um i don't know brand brandiness (laughs) brandiness to it but here's the thing again going back to what we're talking about where we want to make sure that they can read it you do not want to overdo it with cursive font I don't recommend doing cursive font for titles, for headlines, for taglines. In fact, I really don't even recommend using it for more than like four words. Like that feels like a lot. If I'm reading more than four words in this kind of fluffy, flavory font, I'm going to spend way too many cells in my brain to understand what it is that I'm trying to read. And side note, this is actually a huge pet peeve of mine. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about this sign. It's in New York. My husband lives, um, or he used to live, sorry, he used to live in Long Island. And we go out there for the holidays and there is this beautiful winery and it has this big sign on the road. And for the love of God, I still, I mean, I've been with him for nine years. I still don't know what it says. And every time I pass it, I tell him, I'm like, I freaking hate that cursive font. Is it Pindon? Is it Pierden? Is it Pindor? Like, I cannot read it. And I don't think he actually knows the name of it, but it just drives me crazy. I hate when fonts are unreadable. Oh, it makes me so sad. So please don't do that. Okay, tangent over. <laughs> Let's move on to colors. The second part of our triple threat, colors. Okay, colors. Here's the thing. This is, if, if you're like me, this is the thing that everybody loves getting into. I love pretty things. A lot of people I know like pretty things. And this is where we can actually waste a shit ton of time, if I'm being real. Like, let's be real. Everybody here, well, not everybody here, very, very rarely do I see people use colors in a crazy, weird way. Like, 
I, I don't look at colors often and see a palette and be like, whoa, that clashes or like, damn, that looks terrible. Like <laughs> it doesn't really happen very often. Generally speaking, we're pretty darn good at picking out colors. So here's what I will say about it. Pick three to five, no more than five, have one, maybe two primary colors that are bolder, that stand out, that give your brand kind of like, you know, it's distinguishing factor to it. And then you also want to be thinking about your brand values, kind of the ultimate feel, you know, what your ideal student would want or like. And this actually leads really beautifully into the third component, which is your mood and your style and your texture. So mood. When we're thinking about a mood, I really love using adjectives. This helps me a lot. Um, I used to do branding for musicians all the time, and I would ask them, you know, what kind of mood they were going for. So what do we mean by mood? It would be like earthy, bohemian, beachy, airy, tranquil, um, youthful, bubbly, best friendy, <laughs> bold, right? Maybe you have sassy. This all goes with your brand values and of course what your ideal student is going to be attracted to and then ultimately, you know, how you want them to feel because that is what your brand is all about. Your brand is what your students say about you behind your back. <laughs> and this goes for website viewers. This goes for Instagram followers. This goes for everything. And maybe they don't articulate it like actually out loud, but it's what they're thinking in their head. It's how you make them feel. So great way to do that is by picking a mood, picking an adjective, right? And then you can think about this in terms of the actual visual component. Of course, we have the colors and the fonts, but we also have, you know, uh, textures and shapes and patterns and even the style of the fonts, right? Where the fonts are positioned on the page. There's all kinds of things that go into making that sort of visual come to life. So those are the three components of your triple threat. And that is one of the three components of your visual brand. Wow, I guess three is our magic number today. Although I don't think three is the magic number for the next one. <laughs> the next one that we are going to be talking about are your photos. So, okay, here's the real deal about photos. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real talk right now. I know it's expensive, but you need to invest in a photo shoot and specifically a brand photo shoot, not a portrait photo shoot, a brand photo shoot. Now, here's the thing. A photo shoot is expensive. And do you need to have one? No, you can absolutely do self photo shoots. I know lots of voice teachers who do this very successfully where they, you know, arrange the camera in a certain way and they have the lighting and they, you know, do their own photo shoots just by themselves. If you feel confident in that area and you have the good lighting and you have the good equipment and all of that good stuff, then hell yeah, that's awesome. But I will say this, if you don't feel confident in that area and you go for it and the photos don't look good, it can look really bad. Like it could actually 
repel people away. And you definitely don't want to do that. So I just say that with caution. And I'm going to trust that you know your own confidence level with self photo shoots. Now, if you're like me and you're not that confident in that, (laughs) then you're definitely going to want to invest in a brand photo shoot. A brand photo shoot simply means that you are really showcasing your brand, your teaching studio, you as a teacher, everything we talk about, right? All of those things. A portrait photo shoot does not do that. That is for a completely different thing. That is for auditions and performances and programs, right? Cool. Great. Not for your teaching business. And this is really important because a lot of people put their portraits on their websites And I totally get it. If you are in that position right now where you're like, yes, Allie, I got my photo shoot. It is scheduled. These are my temporary photos that I'm putting on my website. That is totally fine. But if that is not you, let me be your loving friend and tell you that those portraits don't belong there. (laughs) They really don't. It would actually serve you more to take those self photo shoots because what this is doing is it's confusing your audience. Your audience is like, wait, is she a teacher or is she a performer? Now, not always. That's not always the case because if you are a teacher that's doing word of mouth, it is great to like have a website and, you know, showcase like, yeah, I am a performer and yeah, I'm a teacher and I do this all word of mouth. But you all know that on this podcast, we're really thinking about growing and scaling and utilizing the online space. So if you're really wanting to utilize the online space in that way, don't put portraits on your website if you are trying to attract your ideal students. It just confuses them more. So what we want to do is we want to have a brand photo shoot. And what we want to do with the brand photo shoot, oh my gosh, there's so much. So first and foremost, you want to make sure that you know your colors because your colors play a big part in that. Like pick out your color palette and your mood and all of that stuff first, then move on to your photos because that will influence what you wear and the background and the whole vibe and even who you hire as a photographer. That's a big thing as well. Like I am looking for a photographer as we speak. And I have a very particular vision for someone in mind. So that's huge. (laughs) Now, as far as the actual photo shoot itself, you can do tons of things. You can play with your angles. So maybe you ask the photographer, hey, can you make sure that you leave some space to the right side or the left side of me so that I could put some text next to me on like a graphic, right? Or maybe you are playing with pointing or maybe you're playing with, you know, being back to camera. Is that a thing? Back to camera with your back to the camera? camera. You know what I'm saying? So you can play with all of those types of things with your angles, play around with props. That's a big one. Props, huge. Oh my gosh. Props can be accessories. They can be props, all the things. And then a really fun thing that you can do is involve your students. This is what I did. And this was like the best, (laughs) the best use of my time and money ever. I used these photos for years and years and years. All I did, it was so simple. I sent an email to all of my students that said, hey, I hired a photographer to come on Monday between 5 and 7 p.m. And if you're available at that time, I would love it if you just came anytime in that time range and we'll take just a few photos together just to showcase that I'm a teacher and yada yada. And you'll get the photos. I will give them to you. I don't remember the exact incentive. I think I even gave them like 
a discount as well, <laughs> something like that. But ultimately what happened was, was I had like six or seven students come over and it was perfect. Some of them even came over at the same time so I could get some group shots. And that was epic. Like I said, I use these photos for years. And I know that we are in the post-pandemic, pandemic, weird slushy world that we're in right now. We don't really know. So if you're not teaching in person, that is okay. You don't have to do this route. You can kind of get creative with Zoom lessons. Like, hey, maybe you schedule them on Zoom. I don't know. I'm trying to think out loud. Like maybe, actually, this is kind of a great idea. You just schedule exactly what I'm talking about, but you do the exact same thing on Zoom, right? And then you have all your students come and then you have the photographer there and then she's taking photos of you on Zoom. Dude, yeah, I'm going to do that. Very good idea, Allie. <laughs> I hope you steal that. So that is a really great way that you can utilize a photo shoot. The last component to your visual brand is your marketing language. Now, this is important because your marketing language does have a visual flow to it. Now, this is different than articulating our marketing language, selling, right? Talking, like speaking, what I'm doing right now, how I'm using my words. That is a different kind of flow. That is a rhythmic flow that has this own cadence to it. So you can think about it like that, but with our eyeballs, if that makes sense. <laughs> so we're actually visually seeing a cadence with your words. Now, this means that less is more. Less is more, less is more. I can't sing this enough. Like, seriously, I just, this is it. If you can just trim it down and then trim it down and then when in doubt, leave it out. And I am all about all of the rhyming. OMG, here we go. Okay, that's all I had. I didn't really have any rhymes after that. <laughs> that's when my brain just goes bleh. You're not a rapper. But all of this to say, you don't have to say so much. We are very wordy, all of us, all of us. It's okay. We all do it. We write wordy emails and we write wordy sales pages and wordy captions. And that's okay. That is totally normal. It's our job now as business owners and people who are doing their own marketing copy to continue to practice to simplify because that is how you're going to attract more people. The moment that we read too many words, or better yet, the moment that we see that there are too many words, we check out. We don't want to read it. So it's our job to continue hooking people visually. That means big text, italicize, bold, capitalize, play with sizes, right? That's all just for text. You can play with so much visually with text. And then you want to be thinking about the paragraphs. Are they easy to read? How long are they? Are there spaces in between the sections? So this is going to take practice. And like I said, it's really hard to talk about these inside of an audio, but just know this, I am here to support you if you ever need anything along the way. So send me a DM over on Instagram at The Voicepreneur and let me know if you need any advice 
in any of these components in regards to your brand. Now, of course, if you want to get deeper into this stuff, you want to get into the inner brand as well as the outer brand, you really want to actually attract the right people and then convert them into paying students in whatever capacity that means. You got to check out the Voicepreneur program. This is exactly what I help voice teachers do. And I am very, very step by step. Like we are getting in it. So things like identifying your ideal student and who you are as a teacher and how to use marketing language in a way that really attracts your ideal students. Like all of this stuff is deep stuff. And I definitely don't recommend going about it alone. So if you want some support, I would love to help you in any way that I can. Follow the links inside of the show notes or like I said come DM me over on Instagram and we can start up a conversation there and if this episode resonated with you in any way and you've made any tweaks to your brand or inspired some things for a brand that you are working on let me know I want to support you and cheer you on I love 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 hearing about this stuff so please give me a shout out and let me know and I hope that this was helpful for you if you enjoyed this episode take a screenshot and tag me over at the voicepreneur and please feel free to rate and review it over on iTunes Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.